This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? Hold on. Big announcement time. Big day. You, I mean, yeah. you, you've completely, in one day, you should have seen Jordana showed up in a big stretch limousine. <laughs> Huge. She was drinking champagne. It was unbelievable. You got to explain what's going on here. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, that is false. Uh, <laughs> I took the Long Island Railroad. Uh, just um, like us peasants. Just like you normies. Yeah. Um, to the office. And today we announced that Betches has been acquired. It's Cash it's a- money, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a big day. Um, it feels a little surreal. It hasn't fully sunk in yet. Man, rich people talk so much differently than us <laughs> normals. Acquired. I've never even used the word acquired. Been procured. Yes, we've been obtained. I'd be like, give me that fat check. We're, Put it on one of those big. You know, <laughs> I, you should have gotten the check like a big. You know, the big, the big check. Yeah, yeah. the sweepstake. Yeah. I, you should have had it on there. We're uh, we're kept women now. That's we're right. Regular employees of a larger corporation. It's so funny you think of it that way. Yeah. Like like I, it's I funny immediately that... go to the negative. Right. <laughs> you sold <laughs> yes, a fucking no, company. It's, no, it's 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 bar- it's amazing. It's and it's something we've been working on for a while. Um, mm. So it's been it's it's really cool to see it come together and just especially just this company. That we started at 21 years old out of mm-hmm. our college dorm. It feels very weird to be here almost 13 years later. It's wild. As you know, and this is our only job we've ever had. So it just feels like so surreal. Right. Yeah. And it is a, it is funny the mindset change of like, we own a company, we show up, we kick our feet up, yeah. we show here, you know, it's our space. And then when you sell it, you go, I didn't even think of that. The idea that you work, you got a new boss. Yeah, we got a boss. I got a boss now. You know, I I love the idea of having a boss. I love being told what to do. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to. Different. You know, the stresses are different. Yeah. Am I doing a good job for the boss? Is different than, oh my god, I hope this company doesn't, you know, fail. Right. (laughs) You know. Yeah. No, it's it's a different level of pressure. Yeah. For sure. But we're you know we're still. Super motivated. The company that we are that has acquired us, um, Lad Bible Group, based How in the do UK. You say, I always call them LA. I always thought they were out of LA. Oh, really? I, I, it's Lad, like a British la- term for like a British guy. Lad. Every time I've ever seen them online, and I know that they're huge and exist, but I, I whenever it comes over my purview, this yeah. is a good way for me to start with the new bosses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have I'm always no like, idea who you are. <laughs> right, this L.A. hipster brand. Yeah. I always think of them like it's L.A. So funny. skateboarders. Okay. Every so, time I see it. Oh, they're so not that. No, right. Yeah. They're, they're lad. They're like proper British men and women. They have their many women <laughs> right. who work there too. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things are well, going to change well, around lad, here. A lad is a British man. No yeah. more free tampons. <laughs> The tamp- there will still be complimentary tampons. Love it. The they office. give me yeah. them on the way out. It's weird. Um. 
<laughs> yeah, I stick it up my ass and then I get out of here. No, um, it's funny. I was like, I heard some clapping. I'm like, oh, people must be excited about this, the about the sale. And then I walk out and it's like, you just arrived. <laughs> right. Well, it's a first of all, it's a running yeah. joke here that yeah. I've shown up here and people just start applauding. Just applauding. They didn't yeah. know what to do when That's I had the it. Netflix special. Right. So people applauded and then I can't. I did the Tonight Show. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Well, big big week for you too. Although you've already been on the Tonight Show. I know. It felt a little right. bit like I decided to announce my baby at your wedding. Right. Your, the, se your second baby. Second baby. Right. It wasn't even <laughs> right. my first. Right. You've already had a kid. Yeah. Right. And then I made it about me. It did a little weird no, walking no, in no, here because I, no. I wanted to give you your flowers. This is amazing. What a what Thank an you. amazing congratulations. You. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of all three of you. It's such a cool thing to be a part of this in Thank some you. small way. Yeah. Just amazing. I mean, in a big way. And I think everyone, this show is a big part of Betches. Right. And you're a big part of Betches. And, you know, everyone who works here is like um, such an important part of what we do here. Mm. And like, you know, just contributes in a way that makes us what we are. Um so thank you for being a lot. Honestly, we've been working with you for what since 2012. Am I? It's been a long road. I think it's since 2012 when we launched in 2011. So right. you know, you've seen it all. You've seen us through. I always when we say were, when I, we were recording remotely. Right. Yeah. I I always say I'm like Betches is always at the front of the next thing, which is probably why you guys were acquired. You know, like. You, you know, you guys are when it when it was Instagram, you're on Instagram. When it was blogging, you're on the blog. When it was on TikTok, you're on TikTok. Always on the next thing. And I'm always just like seeing your, you know, your feet in the snow, putting well, my feet in those. Thank you. I mean, so sure. are you. You're well, on the TikTok. I'm on the TikTok. That's what us cool kids call it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I just I mean, for all the listeners who are wondering if this means anything for the U Up podcast, you know, we are continuing. Yeah, it means to we're going to give less of a fuck. There's more money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to edit this anymore. Right. No, no this is, uh, yeah. it, it means good things for this podcast. Yeah, it's good things for this podcast. We hope to, you know, we hope to, to get to the UK. We're right. going to be, um, you know, expanding the global Betches footprint and you guys will still get the content that you know and love and then some. We love that. That's great. And yeah, we want to go to the UK. I love foggy London town. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. you know, we'll be on the plane. You'll be like, this is in LA. Right. <laughs> I guess I got to change my whole view of that company. It was always like, look at these LA, you know, Tony Hawks. <laughs> and I guess they're so lad, lad what are they? Lad Bible. Yeah. So like lad Bible, that's what they're lad. Yeah, man. They're going to play this clip <laughs> at their office. Look at this idiot. That we associate with. He's gonna with be now. at the shareholder board meeting. Cheerio! <laughs> Lad Bible. That's how they say it. Lad, welcome to Lad Bible. That's how they say it? I have no association with them like this. I don't, I don't think like I said this. that that's how they say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess when I. You know, like, what is it? The, the Puffin? You know, the yeah. Puffin videos that come up on. You know, on Facebook all the time? Every time I see that, I have like. You know, you have like a, your mind's eye. Mm hmm. And for some reason, Lad Bible always rung like skateboarder. Skateboarder, interesting. Yeah. I don't even know if they skateboard in the UK. Probably not. Yeah. Lad Bible. Is that how they would say it? That's exactly how they say it. Welcome to I feel I don't I feel like you're doing old English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go, old like, like American English. Whenever I do English, it would, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe. I sometimes go like into like age. Yeah, a little gilded age. I yeah. sometimes I go into um chimney sweep can you do like the, the queen's english 
Give me a word. I don't, I don't know. What would I give me a sentence here? Mum. Mumsy. Mummy? No, Mummy? that would be more. Oh, that was that Harvard guy. That Harvard guy. Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what's uh, what's going on with you? I mean, you're, so the you're Tonight show, show did the Tonight Show. It was great. Thank you. If you want to watch it, the YouTube clip is out there. It's a five, four and a half minute set. It was stressful. My parents came in for seven hours to watch it and bother me during it. My mom, we literally did the rehearsal and my mom goes, I don't like the Starbucks joke. At, during the rehearsal, I when did you the, no, I it. did it, and okay. she goes, "Take out the Starbucks." Did you? Well, did I? This is five minutes before <laughs> oh, going <sorry>. on. <laughs> Don't do the one joke you've right. been working it's on. It's like when you're already out, and someone's like. Uh, you should change that shirt. Right. Right. It's exactly. like, I'm already here. I don't. My dad literally goes to me, he goes, the Starbucks joke, he goes, it's not even, he goes, that's not even like an embellishment. He goes, the Starbucks order, if you actually did it, would be worse than the one you're doing on stage, is what she doesn't understand. <laughs> like the way she orders Starbucks. So I, so, uh, no, listen, I'm happy with the set. It was a rush, uh, as it always is. I kind of left being like, what just happened? You don't know if you did well or not well. Right. What's you your like next version? What's your like upping the ante? Of, of this? all this? Yeah. Second Netflix special. Uh, yeah, I want to host. You want to uh, get him fired <laughs> get so him. that you take right. the- <laughs> Get out of here, Jimmy. Kick him out <laughs> to the streets. Um, I guess for me, I do think I, I want the, the new material like that I'm putting out there on the road is like, I, I really love doing it. So I hope that second special. Second special. I mean, I've seen the special, the second special. It is great. It it's is getting there. It is super tight. It is um Well now I lose the joke. Dare I, lose I say upping the ante on the first special. Thank you. No, yeah. I've had a lot of people that are I don't like, I'm not sure if that's like if you that's something not you insulting. like hearing or or no, 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 no. I like hearing that yeah, because okay. I be I know it's true. I think it's better, be better than uh, your special was better. <laughs> right, right. I don't think if you came to my show after liking the special, you're going to love the show. Mm -hmm. And also, like, you know what's the, the cool part is on the road, I don't do the ick bit anymore. We're kind of transferring the ick bit to this podcast. Yeah. Because we're going to do icky or picky. If you want to send in your icky or picky. Send it in. Send it in. We're doing one on Sunday with our special guest. So, it was fun to do. It, it, it is a fun game. Um, icky or picky, just something on the date, gave you the ick. Do you feel it was, we're going to debate whether it was reasonable or right. not. Yes. Uh, or is it, are you being picky? Picky. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the, the greatest comment in the world is kind of like when you said, like, if they, if they drank it, I know they like the drink. Right. The greatest comment is no one's like, before the show, I'll get messages. We're bringing our icks. And then after the show, I don't get messages like, well, we didn't even get to do the ick bit. So that's like, to me, a compliment in itself. Like right. it, it doesn't even come up because people are just so, uh, I think they like, it, also it's an adult show. Like like it's not for, the, the show I'm putting together isn't like, you know, 20 year olds. I don't think, you know, who no, are you it's, fucking? Right. It's like a real true story and vulnerability. It's for real people. It's for real people, your family, yeah. bring the family. Yeah, I and I've had a dates. Ooh. I've added dates. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com. I got plenty of dates. Where are you uh, going? Syracuse? <laughs> Syracuse. Um, I'm going to Syracuse this weekend. Please come. It might be me and the chairs. Uh, DC added a second show. Baltimore, Dania Beach, Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, San Diego. Okay, now here we go. New York, New York. Ooh. If I can make it there. I might have to see the show again. You might have to come back. I'm doing Town Hall. Oh, great venue. Great big venue. So yes. assemble the when group chat. When are you at Town Hall? 
217, February 17th, the week of the worst day of the year. Wow. We're gonna, right between Valentine's Day and the worst day of the year. Right. I almost had Valentine's Day. I didn't get it. Really? I wanted to do a you Valentine's Day. Yeah, I thought it would have been fun, but now it's going to be the 17th. Why did you want Valentine's Day? I just thought it was like good excuse. Okay, first That's of all. That's a good date. Good date. That's a good Valentine's Day date. Big win for the boyfriend if you know that like. If you can you, manage to score. <laughs> right. Jared Freed tickets. The hottest ticket in town. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just thought it was like a big win. And also for like, if you're single, like I thought that was like a yeah. fun night with like your friends to enjoy like. You know, there's some dating material, obviously, because that's, you know, a lot of my life. But I just thought it was like a nice night, yeah. you know? 17th, also great. Also great. Uh, that that will sell out. I know that. I hope so. So I, I yeah, get them now. If not, I'll just do my thing and ask you for 30 free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like I usually the Jordana do. Jordana <laughs> special. Hey. Could you perform a free show for me and 1,500 of my friends? Right. Um... <laughs> Boston added a second show. Toronto. That's going to sell out too. Uh, I don't know what we do to people in Toronto. I don't know how we tickle their anus, but they <laughs> love us in Toronto. So I get those tickets now. Chicago, San Francisco. I'm coming. We had to change the date. I stupidly said yes to the weekend of my brother's wedding. So, <laughs> Wow. Tell this, me you don't give a shit about love. Right. About, well, this should yeah. tell you, I, I, I've been talking to you about this yeah. off- Mike yeah. about needing to like, you know, fix myself up a little bit. <laughs> this kind of like play, you know, speaks to that. I just need to like, I need maybe to drink need less. I need maybe an assistant. Yeah. Maybe just, I, I got to eat better. I got to drink less. I got to stand my shirt. I feel like a slob. I don't know. I went out after taping the tonight show, a little celebration. Just, I don't know. I, I I'm That's coming normal. You would have done that regardless. I know. I, I don't know. Maybe your parents pay. No, they left. <laughs> They literally the whole the whole time my mom goes, Are we gonna make a flight? I'm like, I gotta do the tonight show. I don't know about your fucking flight. It's part of the flight. My it mom really goes with the act. Here's the yeah. funniest part. My mom Jimmy Fallon, my friend Jimmy. They get to meet him. He is Jimmy Fallon, there's been some negative stuff in the press. There's never no one is nicer. The way he came, he comes into the dressing room. It's my mom, my dad, myself, Lisa Gordon, who dressed me, Gordon Stylehouse. She got me all fixed up. I would Looks say, great. yeah, for if makeup you got, was on point, makeup, <laughs> all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, Lisa Gordon at Gordon Stylehouse. She got me all fixed up. I mean, she can dress a man, she knows what she's doing. Um, Jimmy Fallon walks in and you could tell he's like a professional at making people feel good about the interaction he had with them. Well, that's like the key to being a late night host, right? Right. Yeah. That is the key. Or that's any why host, yeah. that's why I'm not going to kick him out and take the job from him. He's he's amazing <laughs> at it. And he comes in and he's like Boston comes up. We're from Boston. He's going and tells this whole story about taping Fever off, Pitch. Off air. Off air. Okay. He's so incredibly nice to my parents. There's like, you're like, and I'm like in awe of like, I'm watching him just like. Do his be, thing. Do yeah. his thing. And my, we go, let's take a pic. And I kind of like save him. I'm like, Jimmy, thank you. Let's take a picture. We go to take a picture in front of this picture wall. My mom is just like. She's like at it losing like an 11. It. She's <laughs> losing it. And we take this picture and, she, and they go, he goes, I go, thank you so much. And my mom hugs Jimmy and then takes his hand and kisses his hand. Oh, my God. Like a king. What did it, he say? He, I, it was like one of those. Does like, anyone have any hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I go, did you just kiss his hand? She goes, I want to kiss his face if I could have. Oh, wow. She's a big fan. 
after Clearly, that. Yeah. So that was the funniest is just That's watching so her. And then like. Was your dad like, back off, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm sure he was like, take her. <laughs> uh, the, the booker comes up to me and goes, did you just, did your mom just kiss his hand? <laughs> Get out. Right. <laughs> Canceling. Um, so yeah, that was a fun moment. But okay. So when well, I'm coming up. Again. Thank you. Yep. Minneapolis, the Minneapolis and Royal Oak, Michigan, back to Detroit where my mom is from. Um, I love Royal Oak. One of those places no one would travel to unless they had to go or live there. Okay. And that's but why I like it, it so much. Okay. Yeah, it's a really beautiful area. Um, the whole Birmingham Royal Oak area. But that's going to be a, that's the one where I'm like, is any tickets going to sell? Um, so I hope. Get your tickets. Detroit, guys. the big D. Yeah. Um, Detroit is beautiful this time of year. Who doesn't love Detroit in March? Right? <laughs> It's uh, um, the Vegas of Michigan. Yes. Also, Denver. Denver. I'm coming to Denver. Denver. Okay. Um, Jaredfree.com for tickies. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkanet bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support but keeps my natural shape and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be, but it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. What are we talking about today, Jordana? We're talking about having a type, you know. Ooh. Should we just, I'll just dive, dive right, right in. in. Yeah. Okay. 
Hi, J&J Feather Feather. Let's get into it. Can you talk about the concept of a type? I'm a 28-year-old woman living in a big city. I use dating apps and have been single for three years. I typically find myself matching with and dating the similar type of look and personality, but I really am open when it comes to looks, backgrounds, interests, etc. No, you're not. <laughs> we'll I, mean, like, I mean, like, no, no, you're not. We'll see. Yeah, right. Yeah. We'll do. I typically match with one type of look and personality. Everyone, but I'm open to everything. Everyone right. wants to believe. Everyone thinks that they're open, right? I am not open. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I think, actually think you are more open than the average person. Well, I think my type yeah. is maybe like I. I'm into curvy women, right. so like maybe my type is, is not like. You know, this whatever you might we might imagine as, you know, a woman, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know when the first thing comes to mind. Do you prefer bl uh, blondes or brunettes? Ne I, to fuck? No. <laughs> Either. No, well, that's the thing. Men aren't good about types. Right. Because men will go never like admit to a type because they don't want to like say, you know, they we want to we take them all. And then we'll decide. You don't want to be like um, cl uh, limiting yourself. Right. Right. But I. That's why do you swipe right on everyone you see and then decide right. later. A lot of men do that. Uh, beware. Um, I don't know. Your type is your for you page. Your type is your. Right. What is it called? The what's the page? For you page. But the explore uh, page? Uh, the explorer the page. page. More yeah. of the I think your type is the explorer page. Your sensibility is your for you page. Right. You know, like what you kind of what gets you to stay on the page. Right. I tell a joke during the set. My dad doesn't understand TikTok, but loves TikTok. He's like, it just keeps giving me women's asses. He said that. Does your mom mind? She was there. She, she's <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, she's off in the corner looking at a picture kissing, of Jimmy Fallon. Kissing Jimmy Fallon's <laughs> hands on, on a magazine. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, so she says she doesn't have a... She's open when it comes to looks, backgrounds, interests, etc. I actually like going out with different types of guys because I'm generally an open-minded person. See, she makes it of like a, a personality thing. Right. right. Some of you might be closed off and picky, but I'm open-minded. Right. And also she's not a she's making it a moral thing. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it usually ends up in a fun experience. Recently, I've been seeing a guy that makes me feel out of my comfort zone because he is not what I consider to be my type. He is rather timid and passive, super artsy, kind. I like that he is pushing my boundaries of what I am normally interested in. Here's my question. He asked if I wanted to take a pottery class, and it kind of gave me the ick. <laughs> it's just not an activity that I'm interested in. I've tried dates like this before, and this is not an area where I shine. Am I forcing myself to date guys that fit some preconceived notion? Is it even possible to have a type? I feel like when I go out with a guy that is not my type, we are not a match. What do you think? A betch feeling some type of way. I love this email. I love the talk about the type. Yeah. Because it's an icky truth. You know, it's a little bit icky. It, right. it gets down to what makes you sweat, what makes you salivate. Right? Yeah. And I don't think she says open minded like that's necessarily like a good thing, but too open minded is kind of like, do you have any preferences? Right. And are you wasting your own time? Are you making people your kind of experiment? Right. Because that's what she's making it sound like. Her email, and it's not the question, it's just the the vibe of this email mm -hmm. feels like she finds a sense of morality right. in dating this wide spectrum of people, which, again, like when I say, like, I, who am I attracted to? 
there's two ways to take it that I'm attracted to one person or well, that means you think everyone else is ugly. And it's like, right. that's not the case. That's not how taste works. You know, it's funny. Like we were, we were brought up on the idea of like, you don't choose to be gay. Yeah. You're born gay. You're brought up right. now, you know, maybe in another time you weren't brought up with that being taught to you, but this is how we're, we've come, you know, that's, that's the, 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 the right uh, writer I uh, the right way to think about it right like yeah. that's what right you are who you are you are who Born you are but way. then yeah. we, but we don't give that to any other right. sexuality yeah. you judge everything right you judge every other sexual preference right yeah so it's like and not liking pottery though <laughs> right it's not <laughs> right it's is not it? a class of people that's been oppressed but, right <laughs> but yeah. it is different right. but it's yeah. not right no yeah. I, I I see what you're saying it's like you feel uncomfortable stating that like feeling an ick about someone who likes something that you're not interested in, but you wouldn't feel uncomfortable liking someone who's just not in, in your preferred gender sexuality. I have never, I don't remember a day in my life where I wasn't attracted to a curvy girl. Like, ever. Ever. I okay. can't, this wasn't, I didn't choose, you know, it, it, yeah. and again, this goes back to her email where it's like, she can't, she dates the same type every time. Right. I guess the the thing is with this is like there's qualities that are sort of like unmovable and there's mm. qualities that are a little bit less like objective. Right. Mm -hmm. So like liking a curvy person, that's sort of like curvy or they're not. Right. Liking a tall person, they're tall or they're not. Right. Um, Liking a guy who would take a pottery class, I think... um. It's a little bit more, you know what I mean? It's I, not well, like I think so. The, the potter is the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So let's say he's, let's say he's, she's used to being with bigger guys and he's skinny and, and more artsy. Like I'm reading into the artsy yeah. background, but like, let's say he's a Brooklyn, you know, she's usually dating guys who played football right. in high school versus guys who played in the band. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah. and then it becomes, and let's go do some ceramics and you're like mm -hmm. now it's like it's it's not you're you're mm -hmm. so far from your type right well that's the thing right because it's kind of like you could be it's not like they are, have nothing to do with one another the fact mm -hmm. that he's artsy and the fact that he likes pottery class like those are things that go together like if you say i like a guy that's jacked you wouldn't be shocked if he's going to the gym a lot Right. You would right. you would imagine you wouldn't be like turned off by that if that's like it's the correlation. Right. That's the physique that you're into. Mm -hmm. Um so I think like that's sort like it, that's what she maybe is not thinking about. Like it's not it, it is she's talking about the pottery class, but really it's about him not being her type. Right. Yeah. And and again it goes in like you said, it it goes into this resume. Like if you know, if you went to Harvard, you got you you went towards this career. Right. Not a good example. But well, it, yeah. But it, the, the string doesn't, you know, again, I think that's kind of the lesson of this is like, you can go one standard deviation away from what you are used to. Mm -hmm. You probably can't go three. Well, that's the, yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. And it reminds me of um, dating Mike. Well, that's what I was, yeah. I was going to ask you. Like, yeah. Is Mike. In the phylum of what you've dated, and not to in this, and what happens is, is people, 
you, everyone's special. Mike is special to you. Right. But it, I can understand. But he's also, yeah, he's also my type in a lot right. of ways. But when talking about this standard deviation, like, okay, Mike is, is not Jewish. Mm. I generally, like, have dated mostly Jewish guys. Right. Not all Jewish guys, but mostly Jewish guys. And mm-hmm. so, like, my type, I would have told myself before this would have been a Jewish guy. Right. He is not. However, if we're talking about it in relation to, like, this email... He grew up in a town that was mostly Jewish. Right. Pretty much most of his friends are Jewish. He like he has a Long Island background. Yeah, he's from he was from a town over from me. Like there there were a lot of similarities, even though that part wasn't really quote unquote my type. The the other parts of it that would go with it's like he's not like religious. I would say like it's like the other parts of it still made him my type. So that one thing wasn't like as big of a deal. Right. It, you know, comfort is a it, comfort is attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like someone who get, who understands you, maybe under, like understands the way you grew up. Right. And, I, you know, my parents kind of look like brother and sister. <laughs> you know, Your like, whole family it, does look look alike. Yeah. Look alike. Mm-hmm. And that and, you know, there, I think that kind of goes into how some people date sometimes they go, oh, that person reminds me of a comfort that I had growing up and you know you yeah I mean I'll show you a picture of of Mike and me and my brother and his brother and it's actually a little creepy right I don't know if I've ever shown you this picture but that's um, great I'll show I'll, I'll find it well I, yeah. I just think this is like again this is why it goes down the road of icky it's like this person and here's the thing this person could meet someone yeah that picture's wild <laughs> Just looks like three yeah, of the exact same people. That's, that's yeah. one family, right? That's one family, yeah. not not two different families. Yeah. yeah. So like we're different religions, but there's a general vibe. Yeah. The, but this is in dating. I think this is. The, I think this person's biggest problem is adding or feeling. I don't think someone should be more. They're not. I don't consider someone a better person because they dated so differently from them. Mm-hmm. I also. Don't cons- you know? I you know. I, again, that's like the fair way to look at things. Right. Like, and and if someone does date a different person, that's great. Good for them. They found commonality to be together. Yeah, and I think people. Here's the thing. I think that there's something about familiarity that draws people to each other. Like that's a psychological phenomenon. Do I think that people should be closed minded and only date people of like their specific mindset that they've only known? No, but I, I, I think to just go against it just based on principle is not really helping anyone. Right. And she doesn't say that, but she's like dancing on the turf of that Mm -hmm. a little bit. When you say like, I like to think I'm an open-minded person. You can be both open-minded and date someone that's your type. And here's the thing. You could try dating someone who's not your type like she's doing here and maybe find that you do like some parts of it. Right. Like you could think that you don't like someone who's artsy or or does whatever, and maybe she maybe the the pottery thing was were happened, and she was like, well, "This isn't going to work." But right. maybe she likes that he was maybe more sensitive than the other jockey guys that he did, and she takes that to her next relationship. Right, I'm I totally agree. It, you, your taste is always evolving. Yeah, you know, but it, it's. Um, Do you again, ever go out with someone and you're kind of like? Not for me, but I liked this thing about them. I'm going to look for that in the next person. <laughs> Absolutely. I right? wish I could take the parts of all my exes, put Meld them, to- them into, sew right. them together Build into a bear. one. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. Just take everything I you know, was into. Build your perfect woman. Right. I feel like there's a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take your mouth and bring it to someone else. 
<laughs> like, I don't know, it sounds so creepy. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've, I think we've all thought that. Right. Right. If only I could take this part from this person and this part from that person. So I think that, like, I think it's good to date a bunch of different people just to figure out what you do like. But I don't think it's that like, you should be forcing yourself to be attracted to things that you're not. No. Again, and, and this is the part with icky or picky. It's like, it's never the ceramics. Right. And I bet if this guy was like a jock, but he wanted to go to a pottery class, it wouldn't be as big of a turnoff. Totally agree. And we're making, you know, jock is just- Whatever. I don't know what she, what did she say. We don't her, know what she's, just, she yeah. never says her type, but that I agree. We want to talk about the awkward sex segment because we want to say we've been doing awkward sex now for six years yes. on this podcast. But we're noticing there's a trend and we're seeing similar stories a lot. So we want to open it up. up. We want to mix it up. We want to open up awkward sex. We're going to call it the awkward awkward interactions. Yes. We're going to call it awkward interactions. We want your weirdest, most uncomfortable dating stories. Right. Consensually, like nothing yeah. awkward, like fun. Um. <laughs> Keep it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want like an awkward date, yeah. awkward introduction, awkward, and we'll talk awkward about relationship it. moment. Right. Awkward Tell relationships. If yeah. you're, you've been with your husband or wife for how many years, this awkward thing happened. Let's get into the awkwardness yeah. of relationships here. Exactly. And so, we'll... We'll you, tell you if it's a red flag or a deal breaker still. If you yeah. should get a divorce. We'll Maybe we'll name the awkward interaction too, depending on how name worthy it is. I love a name. Yeah. Love a branding op. Uh, so UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. We want to make sure you send in your awkward dating experiences. There it is. Awkward dating experiences. ADPs. ADPs. Yes. ADPs. Let's, let's send them in. Uh, UUP at Betches.com. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a 
licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you gotta do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. So we have gotten so many questions about open relationships, open marriages, things of that nature. We were like, we got to bring on an expert. Yes. We, uh, and, and, and go and ahead. A Betch's employee, because you guys have loved those episodes in the past. We want real experiences from real people. So we're so excited to have Jazz from our production te team, Jazz Zapatos. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we wanted to hear about your experience. You're in an open marriage. I am. Well, how, how did we get here? What, what's yeah, give the, us the Yeah, whole, give us the take story. Us, take us back to day one. You um, must have like a ladder statement for this at this point, right? Uh, you no. Know, I get hit with so many questions. Yeah. Like as soon as I tell people that this is my situation, it's like, wait, okay. And, and so I'm used to answering questions, but I'm also happy to because I feel like there can be stigma or confusion or people think like, oh, so you're like creepy Craigslist people. And it's just not that in 2023. Right. It's right. more common than I think most people realize. I think it's a growing movement. What was it in San Francisco that they said ethical, ethical. non-monogamy? Yeah. Yes, yes. That's what we classify as. So okay. ENM. ENM. Right. Correct. How long have you been with your significant other? We have been together uh, on and off for six years, married for two. Okay. And open for a year and a half. So it was really just like a year into our marriage that we opened okay. things up. So, so the rest of your relationship, you were not not open. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And if you had told me, like when I started dating him, I would have laughed in your face. I mean, I had once been involved in an open relationship, but from the outside, and I remember thinking like, oh, I would never want to be the woman you were the on the third. inside of that. I was the third. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm the fun time girl. Like I'm the <laughs> I'm the vacation girl. Like this is way more fun. Uh, but now that I'm on the inside, I realize I've got to get in here. Okay. <laughs> you like it. So, well, who who brought it up? Like how did that, how did this I, come up? I brought it up. Oh, you were, okay, so you initiated it. I feel like I'm coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell us your story. Yeah, no, I brought it up. So uh, during the pandemic, my, we weren't even married, we weren't even engaged when we like fled the city. Uh, but the pandemic, like for a lot of people, like either sped up relationships mm -hmm. or ended a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. Our sped up, we got engaged, we got married, we bought a house, we were like, We'd gone to stay with his parents. We were in like Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. We were like in the middle of nowhere. But, we, you know, it was like everybody was trying on a new life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can work with this cute seaside town. I'll like open a craft shop. <laughs> like I'll just start a, start a new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I quickly realized like I was I'm, I'm a comedian. I like I, I I like being around people. I've lived in the city for years and years. And I was really lonely and bored and also had a total identity crisis after I got married. Okay. I also had like a lot of downtime during the pandemic. So I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of learning, a lot of unlearning. And I think I started asking questions for the first time where I was like, what are all of these rules 
that I've lived my life by without asking why. Okay. Who made these rules and were they to benefit me? Was there a specific book that you read that made that made you kind of Untamed Glennon Oh wow okay. Glennon Doyle. Yeah, yeah she just fucked me right up. Okay. She just like Yeah, that was huge in the pandemic. I blew my life out. wide yeah. open. Not to be totally cliche, yeah. but she was saying these things and I was like I am feeling like something's missing and it was this whole thing where and Jordana, I know you've, I hear everything you say because I edit your podcast. So um, <laughs> you were saying recently uh, on an episode of, of Baby Steps where yeah. like, especially for women, I feel, you might feel it too. You can let me know. But mm. there's a lot of pressure of like, well, you got to get married by this time. And then you got to have kids by this time. For and, sure, yeah. Uh, especially like 30 is like a big number for people. And it's like, get married by 30 or you're a crone. And Right, or there's no hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was 30. I got married at 30. And I was like, you know, my whole life, people have been like, get married by 30. And like weddings are kind of like, you know, dangled in front of you. And then you get on the other side of it and you're like, okay, I'm still me. But like I was sort of conditioned my whole life to be attractive to men so that they'll want to marry me. But now I kind of have to like strip that away. I personally, I'm a very flirty person. I'm a very sexual person. I'm like, so I now have to bury like a pretty significant part of myself because now I'm like wife and mother. Right. You know, I'm not a mother yet, but like. You're in that role. Yeah. Yeah. And so that felt very like suddenly scary for me. Did you regret like getting married or being married or like, or was it just kind of like getting there and realizing that wasn't necessarily like the end? I think I knew in my mind, I kept saying to myself, like, you know what? And before I had considered non-monogamy, I was like, I can do my marriage my way, right? Like it doesn't have to be like a Susie Homemaker type of situation. Like, you know, I can figure it out. But I was in this yeah, I was just in a place in my life where I was feeling lonely. I was feeling not myself. And I didn't know how to identify. Like this word wife felt really heavy in a okay. conventional sense. Did it feel like an ending? It did. It felt yeah. like an ending. Yeah, I felt like I had to suppress a pretty big part of myself. So at this point, you're living in Rehoboth Beach. Yeah. And you own a home. Correct. And you, 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 are you, are you, you telling your husband these thoughts? You Sorry. know, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you bring it up to them? I did. <laughs> and like, I got to say, like, I'm married to a very like a wonderful progressive man with a good sense of humor. And so like I would have little like moments of because also like we it was only the two of us like he we would both be like working from home and then we get to the dinner table. I hadn't like spoken to anyone all day. Right. So mm -hmm. I would just like have a meltdown and be like. I just feel weird. Like, I love you and I know I want to be married to you. He's like, well, what do you want to do? You want to like go to a bar and flirt with somebody? Like, what's the deal? Like, what what is it that you want? And I like couldn't figure out really what it was. And I was mostly just like in therapy being like, because there was a big part of me that was like, do I just like run off into the, you know, like just like go back to the city. I was really missing New York. Mm -hmm. I was like, do I just like blow up my life and move back to the city? Maybe this was a mistake. But I knew I had a great partner. And I also know that I do value having a partner. Like, it's just a crazy fucking world out there. And it's nice to have somebody in your corner. So I was talking to my therapist a lot about it. And she was like, "Did you? would you consider asking him for an open relationship? And I was just like, we've only been married for a year. Like, that's what you do when you're like in your 50s trying to like make things right. exciting again. Midlife crisis, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it got to a point where I just was like, all right, either way, 
I'm blowing up my life, right? Because either I like fuck up and I'm really desperate and I end up like having an affair or entertaining a, 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 a flirtation, or I can just go out on a limb and have like a very honest and scary conversation with my partner. Um, and so, yeah. Well, is, there, is there a thought that, I mean, I know this was brought up by a therapist, but like, doesn't it feel like, you know, what you when you mentioned like, I like the security of the relationship and I also have this other, you know, part of me that it's not getting, you know, fed, so to speak. Is there like an element of like, that you're kind of like, uh, what's the, the word for it? Like, I'm looking for a word. Um, slutty. Not slutty. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like you're compensating. No, the, uh, are you saying like like could she abound it in the relationship? Is that what you're right? Are you are you curing one thing with another thing that might sure like another problem? Well, curing one problem with another problem. I'm looking for a word that someone can DM me. I'm sure. <laughs> well, is it like I, I think what you're saying? Is it like um. Is it changing a, a sexual excitement within the relationship and outsourcing it? Elsewhere? Sure. Is that right. You, I, yeah. I don't know if that's what you meant. I, I guess I do. I, I don't know. Like I, it, it feels like a weird solution to the, totally to be brought up by a professional. That's what I guess. Oh, what, sure. Yeah. It did surprise me that my therapist was like, so have you considered this? And uh, to be very transparent, you know, before we had bought our house, like we had lived with my, then it like later would be my in-laws for like 10 months, mm. which is just like, that's where your sex life goes to die. Oh, yeah. Right. And you know? you're seeing your partner, your husband, as like kind of a child. Yes. Right. You're not really seeing them. You're <laughs> seeing them like you're right. childlike. <laughs> right. Big time. Yeah. And and he would fully admit to this. Like we got <laughs> Rehoboth Beach is also kind of like an old person's town. Yeah. And so it was like this weird thing where like he regressed a little bit, but also like retired too. Not actually, but just like as a person. And so which which happens you know with couples right. and it was a conversation that i had brought up so it's not like it was like a i don't know how to fix this so let me just like go fuck some other dudes it was like we had had conversations and it wasn't actually moving us anywhere okay so now you bring it up to him is he mad disappointed excited is he and is what is his uh, what's his reaction so it was funny i had is been like is he also sorry to interrupt yeah. is he also you know, you mentioned like, is he also a sexual person or is he not? What's funny is, so I would say on the spectrum, I am more so than he is. Mm. But I do think that this has like reignited his sexual right. passion, like within our marriage and outside of our marriage. I think like, I don't know if like something about getting married just made him kind of be like, well, all right, this is my life now. And like, let me stop trying. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I think know? that happens to a lot of people when they get married. It's like this, you know, we've like, we're, we're so comfortable, which is great. But then you get so comfortable that you're yes. kind of like, well, I don't need to impress this person or I don't need to like, you know, do it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, nothing makes you step up your game more than knowing that your partner's going to go on a date with somebody else who like could very well wow them. And it's not a competition, but it does like help keep you on your toes a little bit, which is nice. Right. Uh, but to your question, Jared, I, I brought, I, I was just waiting like for an opening because I just, I wasn't even what sure was when. Opening? We were, <laughs> we were driving to the airport. We were about to spend a month on the West Coast. We were going to like drive through California and, and Oregon. And we were in the car and we were just like, let's just talk about like how our marriage is going. Like how do, like what's working for us? What's not working for us? I would assume it's not going. I have I'd a like, fun uh -oh. idea while we're traveling. Yeah. Here's a fun 
game. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite color? And <laughs> do you want to open things up? No, I, we were talking about like what was working, what we feel like we could work on. Cause we were coming up on our one year anniversary. Okay. Mm. And that's, that, that's a good that's opening. Nice. A, nice, a nice little, uh, check in yearly review. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We actually do every year we do that now and we like rewrite some vows. We're like, okay, this is now. What I love that. We, it's nice. I think that's really nice. And, uh, I just, I just kind of like, Wanted, I didn't want to like be gamey about it. I didn't want to be like, so wouldn't this be fun? Like I mm. I wanted to be really honest with him. And I just said, I feel like I'm having a tough time right now with monogamy. I'm feeling myself like a part of myself is being suppressed. And I also feel like if I don't do something about it, not in like a threatening way, right. but I was like. I come out in a way that I don't, that isn't healthy. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And he was surprisingly like he was really receptive mm -hmm. and he was just like, yeah, like he just, the way he puts it is like, you know, we're married. And so like, we're happy when the other making the other person happy. And I think for him too, like, I'm lucky that he was the kind of person that was like, my wife just asked me like, if I want to go <laughs> hook up with other girls, like, right. is, am I dreaming? Granted, this was like first impressions. Okay. We certainly like hit struggles later on, but initially he was like, cool, let's try this. Let's like see what's- Did he ask right away if there was someone else? You know what? He, no. That would be didn't. my first question. Right. I'd be like, you're saying this, what's bringing this on? Right. I would yeah. go, is there someone else? Interesting. I, I wouldn't think that for some reason. I well, think he knew I, would, I was struggling. Like, Right, you've had, it sounds like you were saying you've had multiple converts. This wasn't like, like it was out of nowhere, but it probably wasn't out of nowhere in, in relation to like the multiple conversations you've had before that. Right. Well, I guess you don't want- Hey, I've been thinking about monogamy and how I'm feeling about it. And also, um, here's Robert. Right. You know, like. I've been cheating on you and I'd like for it to now be allowed. Right. Like, I, I yeah. mean, that would be the well, fear. Saying, this is the much more mature way to do it. That's like so thoughtful. Right. But I, it, but a good, a good strategist would use the mature <laughs> right. way to get into be like, and I've been thinking of this person, even if they haven't. Right. Right. Been with that person. Did you have someone in mind or was it just like? You know, I, just because like I'm on social media and stuff, like I get male attention. I have okay. people sliding into my DMs. And so like there wasn't one person that I was like, I really want to try it out with this person. It was more where I was just like, it felt good to get attention, like probably better than it should have. Right. And so, yeah. So I knew like I wanted to get back out there. And I had, frankly, I'd been monogamous for most of my life and uh, being along the lines of this like turning 30 thing, I turned 30, I got married, I bought a house, I was living in the suburbs suddenly out of nowhere. And all of a sudden I I realized like I have so much to offer like that I want to explore about myself. 30 is not like the end all be all, especially for women. We're like at our sexual peak. We're at like I'm the most emotionally intelligent I've ever been. Like why should I leave my whole dating experience to when I was like 24 and kind of a dum-dum? Were you doing comedy at this point? Uh, I was doing well during the pandemic, height of pandemic, like I was doing like online stuff, uh -huh. but I wasn't p being public about this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you saying like, was I getting hit on by? <laughs> no, my, I, I, I mean, I've had the opinion and I don't mean this to sound mean or whatever, but like whenever someone starts comedy while in a relationship, I think I, I tend to see that this changes the relationship. Sure. It changes and I see it from the male side before, a lot. Yeah, yeah and you see, sense. like when a, when a guy starts a starts doing open mics with a girlfriend, I, I 
I think it's I like put, going to college with a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and it's because also because like if you had a job that was making you money and then you're going to this thing that doesn't make you any money and you're out at it at night and during times that you would be with the significant other like you're going through something a little bit. Right. Maybe. I've always I've always believed that. Okay. Is there a little bit of that? Like I will say for me, like I was a child actor. So like mm -hmm. I've been doing like acting and, and theater since I was a kid. And so like. I'm used to like the showmances and things like that, but I also think I just like, I don't know. I feel like there's usually you say this and it's like, you can judge somebody for saying this, but like, I love romantic attention. Like I love flirting. Mm. It's fun. Like I love banter. Yeah. I love, you know, the back and forth. Yeah. And in marriage that can get lost. It the can. banter especially. Right. It well, can get yeah. lost in Delaware. Yeah. Right. Well, there's just no stakes, I think, in marriage. It's Correct. Like, there's mm. like, I know you're, there's no like mystery. I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And you actually like what I've found since uh, is that like our communi communication and our like flirtiness is so much has been enhanced because I guess sometimes when you get married, you're just like, well, this is what we're doing. And like, what's there to talk about? You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Does it feel a little bit more fragile now, the relationship? It feels way stronger than it ever did really? before. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So 
because I get that. Well, the main question I get is, aren't you scared that like your partner or you are going to meet somebody else and fall in love and leave each other? Right. Like there's a much bigger chance of that. In my mind, <laughs> when first of all, people do that when they're monogamous. Right. And like, I would. That's a that, that that's right. a that's a play in any relationship. Correct. Yeah. I think for me, like if there is an attraction to a person and I have every right to go out and pursue that, I can see what they're like. I can, in a, in a normal, you know, low stakes. I had a boyfriend for almost a year. So like. And boyfriend. It, mm -hmm, while you're like, okay. while I was married. So, and like, and it, and it, and it ran its course and it was lovely and it was fine. But like, for me, at least in my experience and what you see in the movies, like when you're in a monogamous relationship and you see somebody that there could be a spark with, you get like fixated on them because you can't have it. Right. And then say you have an affair and it's like this high stakes, passionate, like it's a secret. So it's fun. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. You don't actually know what it's like to be in a real relationship with that person. So I feel like it's almost, you get a skewed representation of it. Whereas like in this situation, my partner and I, like we have very solid trust. We have great communication. I can explore this thing. If there comes a time where, yeah, here I fall deeply, deeply in love with somebody else, like that happens, that happens to everyone. Right. But I do feel like there's less of a chance of us just like making kind of like a rush decision into leaving each other. Right. Are there are there rules? That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. What is, is this? Start with rules. You know, we did like I meet like so we're of course we're like having this conversation on the way to the airport. We're on the flight to the West Coast. We're like, okay, what do we want to do? What's the plan? What are we allowed to do? Can we travel? Can we sleep over? And so one of the, we also were like, we didn't know this then, but like, as you, it's a huge learning curve. I mean, there's a lot that you need to unlearn when you're going through this, just, just mentally. And like well, probably like learning things that upset you versus don't upset you. Right. Like there, right. or there are things where you're like, I'm cool with this. You know, like one of the big things was like sleepovers. We're like, yeah, that's fine. Just like, as long as like, we know where the other person is, like, mm -hmm. Things ha happen late at night. Share your location. We're good. Right. <laughs> and so that was one thing we were totally cool with. And then when sleepover started happening, we were like, at first he was like getting cranky with me. And I was like, all right, you said this was cool. And then like he would go do it. And, I, and then I would be like, well, you said it wasn't cool. And now you're a hypocrite. So like that was a big point of tension. And I think ultimately we just came back to like, maybe we, re we really don't like like going to bed alone without each other at night. And like, unless it's like a night where it's like it's four in the morning it's a 70 dollar uber home is it cool if i just crash here and then like whatever then okay. i mean i've always said and i don't and i mean this in a nice way that open relationship people are weirdos <laughs> i think like, a lot of people think that we're they're like the craigslist polyamory well people. <laughs> not even the craigslist i mean it more in the sense that you have to be so communicative with each other in a way yes, that is right. like maybe even more than you know, you have to say I'm cranky because oh yeah I don't want you sleeping and now we have to go back to the rule book and we got to right. change some rules like it's a contract and, yeah. and when most relationships don't have an actual contract with rules and because you the need rules that. are so built in but to don't a they, monogamous relationship don't they have rules though because they do yeah, and but everyone think, knows them they, think, right. right I think they're set out loud or comfortably. watching them on TV for <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. or like you assume you know exactly where you stand on these rules where it's like it could be the type of thing where it's like hey uh, I'm cool with you going out with your female coworker after work for drinks in a group and somebody's like I'm actually not that cool with that you know so it's like I feel like getting really specific on your own rules and your boundaries 
Like everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm not saying it wouldn't help a relationship, sure. but I think we have to talk about a lot. <laughs> you have, you need one yes. to go into this. So it's like this idea that like, let's be open. And then you just, right, I'll see you later. That's not how these things go. No, like you guys have, what are your rules? Do you have like, so no sleepovers. Yeah. No so sleepovers. now, well, and even then, like it's like, Unless we don't, it's expensive. Right. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, was it payday or not? Yeah. I mean, we, I think like for, and again, these change it. You really go through seasons just like in any other relationship where like I have seasons where I'm like, you know, I'm like dating like crazy. I have seasons where I'm not dating at all. I have seasons where I'm like, show me like every girl that you're talking to. I want to see like all of her profiles, her right. dating profiles. Um, Are and you then, open on your dating profiles that you're in an open yes. relationship? Yeah. Do you find that you get approached by people that are looking to take advantage of that or th- or or? There's prone like, to like talking to you because of that? I think uh, it's funny, like, because it's different for men and women where initially my husband had a much harder time because there are sure. not that many women <laughs> in their 30s who are like not dating to marry. Yeah. Right. Um, and there are, and, and especially since we moved back to New York City, like people are a lot more open-minded here or they're just like- There's I just, more people. There's yeah. more people. Right. I just got out of something. I'm not looking for something serious. Um, and for men, it's usually- I don't want to say usually there are guys that are just like, yeah, I'm open with that. I'm not looking for something serious right now. Or of course it's easy to fetishize and just be like, I'm going to fuck someone's wife. Like it's right. not, you right. know, like, you I just, guess I didn't think about it. Yeah. You know, but I also think God, what guys don't realize is like, they are also human beings with feelings. And I've had gone on a few dates with guys who have been like, I think I, I thought I was cool with this, but now I realize like you're cool and I like you. And I don't know actually that this is right for me. And I've been like totally fair. Right. But right. at least they know what they're getting themselves into. Again, finding out, after you've yeah. experienced it going, oh, that that wasn't for me. You have to yeah. do it to know. Like it's easy to talk about these things and these guidelines and these rules, but until you live it, it's hard to say. I is guess, there, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Is there no jealousy on? Oh, I mean, there definitely have been, there, there have been moments like where, <laughs> this is so weird, but I think like the moments I get the most, it's not that weird. When I get, when I'm like home alone and he's out, like we try to, we'll try if we can't just schedule like nights out at the same time. Cause I'll be like home doing laundry, folding his briefs. Like you motherfucker. Like why right. am I? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think jealousy, when I think about it, like I, this is the least jealous I've ever been in, in a relationship. And I do think it's because a lot of times jealousy comes from the not knowing and your mind sort of runs wild with it where you're like, what is he doing? Who else is he talking to? I'm like, I know exactly who he's talking to and I can recognize her on the street. Do you do the, how, what's his longest girlfriend? One week. One week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very recent. And honestly, like it was kind of funny because I will say. So you've had a year boyfriend (laughs) and just like, I'll see ya. Do you, do you ever meet like, each other's people? No. We so you never place, met your boyfriend? We play, actually, that's not true. He did meet my boyfriend like twice, and it was kind of like in a handoff scenario. <laughs> like a- Like a divorced dad dropping off the kids at McDonald's fun, with kids, the mom? Be yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah. It, it was more like, I actually like, I feel like my, my husband was like trying to sort of come to terms with this or just like wrapping his head around it in a way that felt good for him. And so, and I was actually pretty upset. Like this is where boundaries come into play where like, sometimes boundaries get crossed and you're like, actually, this isn't cool. The guy I was dating was like in a show and my husband just like DM'd him and was like, hey, break a leg at your show. And I was like, 
horrified. Right. Yeah. I was like, this guy could be so weirded out and never talk to me again because you were trying to be like buddy buddy with him. Dad. <laughs> you're embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, things like that where I'm like, this is. I want this to be like my private life. You know, even though we're sharing things. Do you share it with you when you come back from the date? Do you talk to him about the date? Sometimes, yes. Like usually, like if it's a good date, we'll just be like, yeah, it was good. I'm usually the one that asks more questions. I'll be like, did you have sex? Was it good sex? Like, what did she do that was different? But for and you him, like hearing about that? Um, I feel like for me, yeah, like for some reason, it just like helps me because he's also very good about like, and we both have to be very good at reminding each other all the time, like, you're my priority. You're my partner. You're my number one. Right. Um, and so, well, because I can imagine it's not so obvious if you have a boyfriend, right? Case, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like today, you're my number two. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> does hearing about his experience like does that make you more attracted to him? Yes, it does. When you see that your partner is desired, Wanted, yeah. like mm. it absolutely does make them. You know, that I, the fact that I know that women are like chasing after. I'm like, yeah, and I won't lie. Like I'm not somebody that's like free love. Like I. I'm competitive. Like yeah, I right. want to be the best and I want to be number one. And I want to be the favorite, even with the other guys, with other guys I see. So, which is ridiculous, but it's just how I'm wired. But you know, it's really fun to share the bad dates. Like I'm sure. super mm -hmm. fun. Um, and it's, it's gotta, many. it's gotta be fun to like, again, this is back to the, like, you know, if it's a bad date, who cares? Right. I'm going to go back no to. Yeah, I got to say, no... dating is so much more fun since I've been married. Mm. Because. <laughs> sure. Well, this, listen, be the best way to date would right. be as like a woman who already, I would say this, like had, had kids, no yes. stakes, no biological clock. None of that. I wish so I like... dated like this. I wish when I was in my 20s and running around, I wish I had dated like this. Because when you're not looking for the one, like the mm. stakes come fun. down, you can have fun. Yeah. You're not looking for somebody to like check every single box. And if they don't, you, ch you check out. Like I wouldn't have, after my first date with my husband, I had no, there was no thought in my brain where I was like, this is the one. Like that came later, but I was always looking over my shoulder for like, who's my person? And it does, it puts so much pressure on it. Now I just get to have fun. I'm more my, my authentic self. And I also feel like men are way more chilled around me because they know they don't have to play any games or hold me at arm's length right which to be is honestly a little bit sad like that i can tell that men are different with me because they know i'm not going to try to marry them one day well, i listen i, I <laughs> she's gonna I try can to understand marry yeah right the, the, the worst fear yeah, right, right. Yeah. it's a little bit i literally on my on my hinge profile like i put that i'm not monogamous and i just say like if you're down for like you know a couple laughs like a like right. uh, like make out and just like don't try to marry me like like let's eat some snacks together and have fun. Like, you know, and I feel like that's an attractive. You're idea. on hinge. Are you on field? The no, no, I'm only on hinge. I was on fields. I wasn't loving the, the, I just wasn't finding a lot of guys I was into on fields. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel like hinge is a lot more my demographic. Did you tell your boyfriend that you loved him? We did say that to each other. Yes. Right. And your husband didn't mind. There are certain things that I did not like. I didn't come home and be like, guess what? And, right. and this right. is something too that like I, I try to tell my husband. You know, we're all raising our husbands in a sense, in a way where like we're just helping them to be better, and vice versa. But you know, like he, we had like gotten in a fight over something. Like the girl that was his girlfriend for a week, like 
had him out later than I would have preferred on like a tough day for me. And I was like, I felt disrespected, which is a big thing for me. Like the whoever you're dating needs to respect me and you need to respect mm-hmm. me first and foremost. And so it was like, uh, we had this fight. And then he was like, so, so-and-so wants me to be your boyfriend. And I was like, this is not the time to bring this to my attention. <laughs> but like, so it is, it's like a timing thing, like, did he need to know that he and I that he and I were saying I love you to each other? Like, probably not. But right. like, if he asks, it's a big like. If you ask me, I'll t- I'll always right. tell don't you. Don't ask the truth. questions you don't want the answer to. Correct. Right. And yeah. I've respected that. Like, he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't want to know like every detail. But like, if he asks me, I'll tell him anything he wants to know. Do you see this as a like forever thing? Like you talked about maybe wanting to be a mom. Like, would you see continuing to do this when you have kids? I think when we are actively trying to get pregnant. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> just because I could get, be sure, right? it'd be like a whole Mamma Mia situation that I'm not looking to do of just like, who's the father? Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I think maybe then we'll probably take a break and then we'll have to see because I know like new parents, like they don't even have enough bandwidth for each other. I would imagine like if we were to get back into it after having kids, it would take a minute to, right. to even be able to have the bandwidth I, to do it. Do you think, this is my bias. Please. This could only work if it's brought up by the woman. I've heard that a lot. And here's what I'll say. Like, (laughs) it's sad, but maybe it is slightly true only because, you know, and I've had girlfriends been like, well, my boyfriend has brought up non-monogamy. And so it's like, you just have to ask, like, has this person done some research around non-monogamy? Has Mm. this person, like, is this person dedicated, truly dedicated to you? Or is this just somebody who would honestly rather just be casual with you? And they're putting the title of non-monogamy on it. To make mm. it seem like, okay. I, I guess when does that, you know, like, I guess that's the tough thing to you like. You may never actually know. <laughs> because know? I, I think living with each other probably makes this the easiest. You would have to get to a point of like, we live together, we're committed to each other, we're married. And then it would have to come up and it's like, you, and then you bring it up and you go, okay, it either works out in this way or we get divorced. Totally. It's not, this does not, is not going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's also, even if it's your thing, it may not work for you in a very specific relationship. Like it really is two people coming together to, to make this thing work. And it's not that it doesn't have its issues or its challenges, but like every relationship does. So it's just deciding, are these the challenges that you want to have? It's like a, it's a weird fight for someone to hear, but it is your fight. Like if someone heard you like arguing about like you you don't have to tell me that you love your boyfriend <laughs> right they'd be like these words are weird <laughs> right. amongst these people but it it's it your argument for you. yeah. Yeah. or for me to be like yeah i was like helping my husband with his girl problems and like <laughs> making sure he i got him out of the doghouse with his girlfriend I mean, it works for it works for you so i think that's that's great that you're kind of like marching to the beat of your own drum there i don't think men realize that like this isn't going to be as fun for you as you think <laughs> No, definitely. Like not. when you right. say a one week girlfriend, and you had a boyfriend for a year. Yeah, and you got... I'm, I'm sure most men don't think of that. Right, right. It's... They're considering opening up. But I, yeah, I had one more question. Please. I know oh. we're we're a little bit out of time, but um, was there a sense? And I guess clearly not. Or how did this come up? Whether you were like, because I'm sure a lot of people do this and they just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Right. Yes. So what made you decide? We're going to be, I mean, obviously you're on you're the on, show. Right. <laughs> so, so Does yes, his parents yeah. know? His parents don't know. 
Could they okay. come? They could come across this podcast. There's a chance. Right. They, okay. we, and we had to talk about this when I was like, "Are you comfortable with me coming on this show and talking yeah. about it?" And we were kind of like, "I don't think that they're gonna come across right. this show." <laughs> I mean, like, they know I'm at Betches. Like, they follow up Betches. You right. know, they, you know, my mom knows, and his sister know, and like mostly our friends is kind of common knowledge. But it was the kind of thing where we were like, if we were monogamous, would we be talking to our parents about our sex lives even then? Like, mm, not really. Right. But it is the kind of thing that you hope they find out from you. So we'll see what happens once this. What's your mom you tell think? your friends? Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so my mom. It's not my mom. <laughs> loves me and supports me. She's the best stage mom ever. It's not like her favorite thing, right. but she also knows well enough to know that like I've got a good head on my shoulder. She trusts me. Uh, I think it's not for her. <laughs> well, I think I think also like my mom even says to me like they just moms just want to know where you are and that you're right. happy and that you're and happy, that but, you're happy. Yeah. but also like that you're safe. Mom. Yeah, like yes, this is right. an element of danger. You're just bringing oh, other time. men into your life. Right, I can see why that right. would be scary. My first her. date I went on in New York City when I moved here, like in 2012. My mom. Like I made the mistake of telling my mom I was going on a date. She tracked my phone. She was like calling me all night. And when I told, I lied to her. I told her I was going home. I was going home with this guy. She called A&T uh, Verizon and was like, I think this is broken. My daughter says she's home in Chelsea. Oh she's actually hey. in Jersey City. Wow. And they go, well, you should probably call the police because the first 24 hours are the most important. <gasps> oh my God. So, oh my God. <laughs> luckily, you know, I had to be like, I'm fucking a dude. Like, leave me alone. Oh but God. you know, like, yes, moms, especially Jewish moms. Right. Yeah, it's a whole it's another degree of moms that like they want to know what, what you're doing and where you're at. So I spare her the details, but like she knows I'm happy. Right. Well, this was so enlightening. I have a million more questions. We're going to um, have to bring you back. because We have all these back. questions from from the Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I feel like we were just bombarded. I, I'm, I think what you're doing is great. We're like also be talking about this publicly because like, again, I feel like I've, I have a sense that some people do this, but not that many people maybe talk about it. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely have to have you back. Next time we'll actually get to the audience questions. And these are <laughs> right. all our personal anytime, questions. Anytime, anytime. Um, where can people find you? You said, you know, obviously like at Betches, but where else? Yes, uh, I'm on Instagram at jazz, J-A-Z underscore zap, Z-A-P-P. And yeah, come be friends with me. Let's do it. Like normal friends. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. We will be back on Sunday with our Sunday special. Boom. The You Up Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Candice Maniga. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico and Shannon Sassone. Social media by Candice Maniga. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age, the ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Rider jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.